Welcome, welcome to another episode of Gas Network Present Sports for the Culture. I'm here with the family. Price, XXV, Double I, Rome, C Melo, Cross Lion, T Buggy Man. This is the greatest sports show on the planet, La Familia. Hope you're ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. Hello everyone, welcome to our 31st episode, and today I'm your host, it's your boy D-Melo, and to my bottom left, introduce yourself today. Oh, me first, man, it's your boy, Young Rome 22 on all the socials as always. Uh, I'm excited for today's show, we got NFL, got a lot of NBA trade rumors to talk about, Stress going to break all that down, man, Let, let's get into it, man. My bottom right. Hey, T-Boogie, man. Look, wash your hands, wash your hands as always. But we do got a good show. I'm excited to get to, uh, you know what I'm saying, the versus segment. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in that era. So, hey, I can't wait. Y'all stick with us. All right. Am I left? What's up? Scruff Lion, good ass sports. Y'all know what time it is. Yo, the block is hot. The streets is talking, man. That's all I got to say. Well, I got more to say, but y'all going to have to wait on that. <laughs> All right, can't wait to get to that segment. But today, guys, after this week of ten, right? This is this week's ten that we just passed. What do you guys take away from all these games? I know for me in particular, right now is the Saints on how they're gonna use Jameis Winston. Are they gonna have him play like they did to Teddy Bridgewater, a couple dunking passes here and there? Or are they gonna let Jameis ball all out and become that that gunslinger that we know? That's that's a, that's a good. Oh, I I thought that was some never mind, but hey, that's a really good. <laughs> that's a really good question. That's a really good question. And I think they come out and let them throw. I don't think their defense. I mean, a lot's been said about their defense, but I don't think it's good enough to really have a quarterback come out there and dink and dunk. You could have played Taysom Hill if you just want to throw checkdowns and screens. Okay, G. So I'm talking to Scruff man, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a good I think it's a good idea to let the guy go out there and do what he does best. And that's that's air it out, man. They got receivers, they got a running back to catch. Why not? Why not? Yeah, man, it worked for Teddy Bridgewater. He resurrected his career. Uh maybe Sean Payton can do the same for Jameis. Jameis' only problem is is can he hold on to the ball, man, and not not turn it over. Um and he's definitely got an offensive minded coach and a great team around him. So I mean, if Jameis can't get it done in New Orleans, that might be it for him. <laughs> Are you mad because I said Cam Newton's about to be out on the way out? Is that why you're trying to say Jameis on the way out? Yeah, I, I mean, Jameis <laughs> should have already been out, really. But this is definitely going to be his last shot. If Philip Rivers has a job, Jameis will play. The difference between Cam Newton and Jameis Winston is that Jameis Winston actually threw 30 touchdowns last year. Let's not forget that. So, like, yes, it's going to be a big time. It's going to be a big time. Up. Personally, I think it's going to be an upgrade for the Saints offense when they actually get um, – Drew Brees out of out of there and get Jameis Winston over there. I mean, we're gonna see if if Jameis can manage the turnovers. But I think fantasy football fans are gonna be very happy about the production coming out of that Saints offense. That's just that's just my thoughts. So you said you said that losing a Hall of Fame quarterback who has all those records that Drew Brees has is somehow they're upgrading by going to Jameis Winston. I can't yeah, buy that one. He didn't win those records this year. He won those records years ago, and it's a culmination of it adding up. 
Jameis Winston right now, there's a lot more you can do on an offense with, with Jameis Winston under center. I'm personally really excited to see what's going to happen with the Saints offense. I don't know about that. Jameis, Jameis he, he's got a lot on his shoulders, man, especially after uh, Teddy, what Teddy did last year. So Jameis is going to have to hold it down. Jameis going to air it out. That's right. We, we, we can finally – you know how happy Sean – you know Sean Payton's happy to finally be able to throw something in the playbook with more – that's more than 15 yards, man? First time in probably about five years he's been able to throw one down the field, man. Right. And they'll be happy about it. Yeah, as long as it's to the right team. I think this helps Michael Thomas in a sense because we we know Breeze's arm isn't what it used to be. I mean, Jameis has a gun. We no longer got to call Michael Thomas slap boy. He can get out there, run some routes downfield, and – you know what I'm saying? Make those big plays he's capable of instead of just catching these little, you know, dink and dunk passes. So I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it looks like, too. So I'm excited gotta, about that. Y'all y'all think it's going to look good? Y'all think it's going to look good? Because I don't think it's going to be so pretty. I think he's going to strike. I think it'll look good. I, really do. I, don't know, I think it'll look good. it look really good. I mean, all right, so, so what's your expectation? You're going to throw a couple picks? I think, I mean, I think, I think it throws three touchdowns next week. The next game, is Atlanta. No picks. next game is Atlanta. Oh, yeah, he's, he's easy to three game. touchdowns. Three yeah, touchdowns. He's... He'll have 300-plus yards and three touchdowns next week. Bang, it's for bank it up. Matter of fact, I'm about to put a waiver claim in right now for fantasy football. I like that. I like I like the way that's looking. <laughs> if he's available, go get Jameis Winston. I'm telling you, he's going to light it up. He's going to light it up against Atlanta. He's going to light it up, period, Ryan. bro. Shoot out with Matt Ryan. I – I'll take him in the Matt Ryan game with the Saints team, but if we're talking long-term, like, Drew Brees is going to be out for weeks and weeks, man. You think Jameis is really going to lead this team into the playoff if he's needed? <laughs> I do think. <laughs> hey, you all right, dude? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> we, lost, we lost you for a second. I just wanted to check on you. You know what I'm saying? No, um, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, pay my internet bill. Hey, so so you get you get a final say, man. Jameis next week against Matt Ryan. Definitely. I mean, the transition him to the to the Saints ain't that hard. He's playing the same division he played last year, so I'm sure he's gonna see the same defense he played the same year last year, even worse now. So I think Jameis is gonna be all right. He got the number one running back, in my opinion, with a top five receiver right now in the game. Yeah. This shouldn't be bad at all. Hold on. Put some, put some respect on it, man. Crab legs, man. Put some respect on it. <laughs> hey, he might he might steal that spot like he stole them crab legs. He might steal something, boy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Easy lined up dub for him, too. Easy lined up dub for him, though. But besides that, besides that, that's that, that what, 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 what else? I mean, honestly, personally, my, my biggest uh, – takeaway from the weekend uh, NFL games is that I wasn't really that entertained, to be honest. It was, it went, I went from, it went from last week's games being one of the most competitive set of games that I've ever seen to this week being the worst set of games I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. Like the only good game was probably the Monday night game. Let's be serious. I don't know. That's one of my biggest takeaways. I mean, like the Eagles, I, Eagles Giants game was horrendous. Alex Smith had a had a heroic comeback until Chase Young said, "No, sir, 
Yeah, that first yeah. half was mad boring, though. I almost fell asleep. That was one of my takeaways. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. You weren't you weren't excited watching watching Cam and Lamar, man. That's that's for the so, culture so, right there. So so that was that was my takeaway. That one. All right. So I was thinking about this, and uh, I remember before the season started, you guys kind of said, I, I think Bryce in particular said, "There's gonna be one team that falls off every year. There's one playoff team that you know what I'm saying that just doesn't do as well." And you guys said the 49ers, and I, I realized you were right, but you were right because you were hated. So. I, I don't know how much stuff I should have being right because you hate it. But the team I think you guys should have been looking at is the Ravens. That the team that we all thought was a strong team, and they're just they're they're above average. They're, they're not with the, the big dogs. I mean, we saw that. And I watched the Ravens lose the same way they lost in the playoffs. They they got the ball ran down their throat. This team that's built on running the ball and being tough. Got the ball ran down their throat to the point where they had to throw and they were in trouble. And they have uh, Tennessee next, and then the Steelers. I think they're in trouble. I, think I agree with you. They're definitely in trouble. But let's let's uh, let's be clear here. Like you're a Forty Nine er fan, and you haven't been too too sweet on Lamar like his whole time. So I don't know how much of that is objectivity or it might be a little haterism in there too somewhere. No, but, uh, I've seen Greg Roman and a running quarterback before because I'm a 49ers fan. I've seen this stuff with Cap. And to be honest, I was more impressed with Cap. And that could be homerism, but I feel like Cap threw the ball a little bit better. Now, Lamar's more dynamic running the ball, but I mean, it, it, it seems to be figured out. At the same rate, it got figured out with Kaepernick. There was one flash year and then teams kind of caught up and said, you're going to have to throw the beaters. And that's kind of the situation right now. Man, I mean, you're definitely not wrong. You, you, got, you, got them, you got them falling out the playoffs? They're still making it? They're, they'll still make it, but I see a first-round exit. Okay. I mean, now, it, yeah, it, now you readjust what you said. They're not about to miss the playoffs. They're not falling now. for this, though, T. I'm not taking this bait. I'm not taking the bait today. No. I'm doing <laughs> it. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that you believe that you actually believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I always I don't, believe what I believed I was gonna believe. I don't believe it. I don't. I just don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, man. The, the Ravens is the Ravens is. I agree. Ravens are overrated, but they they're gonna they're not gonna miss the playoffs. They're not gonna miss the playoffs. And the funny thing is, it was like real 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 tactical. What you be doing? T you be you be you be saying you be talking about other people hating, and then you gonna proceed to hate. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> real tactical, real tactical. No, nah, that wasn't hate, man. That was an objective, uh, well-informed sports opinion by an expert that's been doing this before since before I was born. I've been doing this since I was in the womb. And them, them boys six and three. Them boys six and three. That's that sounds like a playoff team to me. Hey, some teams are worse than six and three, and they're still a playoff team. They got Tennessee. Next, and then they have Sunday night. I think it's Sunday night or Thursday night. I don't know. It's a prime time game against the Ravens. They look at that six and five. They stand six and five right in the face. Well, what I will say though is that the AFC has been more competitive than it's ever been. There's a lot of really good teams. Like that extra playoff spot is going to go to good use in the AFC. We've got shoot, pretty much everybody six and three. We got half the AFC got six wins for real, for real. Yeah, Browns, Ravens, Dolphins, Ra- Raiders, Colts, six wins. 
Bills got seven, Chiefs, and then Steelers. So it's going to be very interesting to see who's going to make it. Um, Patriots trying to hang in there four and five, but I don't really – I don't know. Are the Patriots done? Nah, I, don't, I honestly don't think they're done, man. They got – looking at their schedule, they got the Texans and the Cardinals up next. Uh, the Cardinals is going to be a tough one, but I kind of like this little gauntlet of black quarterbacks that Cam has to run through. I mean, he just had to play Lamar. He's got Watson up next and then K1 after that, man. So I'm excited for all these these Patriots games. And I think if they can pull out this game against the Cardinals, they'll be 6-5 and five, and they'll be right there in the thick of the race too. You said Cam Newton could pull that game out against K1? Did he just pull one out against the reigning MVP? See, we're going we're gonna to quickly laugh like, like K1 is the man all of a sudden. He just won that last game based off DeAndre Hopkins' skills, bro. Like, they, like they already they lost that game. They've also lost a few other games that were suspect, bro. But, hey, I also called Cam beating Lamar earlier. Cam's going to beat K1. I'm calling it now two weeks in advance. I mean, so, man, I- makes an incredible play, and you're just going to come out here on national the catch or the throw? What, what was he more Both. impressed by? I was, I was more impressed by the catch. Both. No, nah, you got to pick one, bro. Which, which one was Both. more impressive? Both. It takes two to fucking tangle, man. You can't just go in there and catch a touchdown pass without somebody it does throwing take a dime. Two to tango, but, okay, so he throws the dime and then he and then he and then what if he doesn't catch it? Like that catch is incredible, bro. He's got three dudes hanging on him. That's kind of how it goes, bro. I know. Yeah. I know a lot of people that can make a crazy throw, but I don't know very many people that can catch it with three dudes on them. I'll tell you this. I've seen hundreds, hundreds of Hail Mary passes. Hundreds, hundreds of them. Bro, hundreds. I've seen three to five that have actually been good passes that were actually catchable touchdown balls. That was one of them. Period. This is a crazy both. conversation. Both. There's, there's, there's room for both. Kyler, that's what he was even, he was even talking about it. It was calling it a, a, a Kyler, Kyler Murray, I don't know, Hell Murray. Hell Murray. Hell Murray. I'm any credit away from the throw. <laughs> it was an impressive throw. I was much more impressed by the catch. To have that concentration, to have, like, that is that is talent, bro. Like, you got three dudes on you, bro. Like, how many receivers can do that in this league? Like, Kyler had to throw that to Hopkins. It's talent. I mean, but you know what else? Kyler's got four guys coming at him. He's got three guys on him. Four guys on him. Yeah, right here. I know four guys coming at him. Dime. Every play, he's got four guys on him. Come on, bro. Dime. This this segment is going to get us canceled, man. Yes. Very true. You guys are just hating right now. No, no, no. It's no shade on on the catch. It's a great catch. It's an amazing catch, bro. It's a better catch. If you've got to pick one, you've got to give the catch. But give Kyle some credit, bro. And don't be saying that they almost lost. Like, that was the ultimate way to win a game. But they lost. They won with two seconds on. Like, they literally almost lost the game. Just win, baby. It's win. Whole, yeah. It was, it was definitely to the, impressive. To the clock runs zero. To the clock runs zero, man. Every that second counts. I would have been taking Cam in two weeks, regardless of, of what Kyler did. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, right? You're a favorite. That's your favorite. Even though it, it, it takes a lot of skill to make both of those plays, right? I'm going to give the play. To D Hop because the picture is now iconic. I saw something that said Nike. It, it should be Jordan Bradley. Nike has made like four, five point seven million off in you know what I'm saying just exposure because of that picture with the hands and the gloves. And also that's a testament to receiving now. It's, it's much easier. The ball stuck. Kyler threw the ball fifty yards on a run 
and the ball just hit his hands and stuck. I mean, that's a, I mean, you can say he got strong hands, but anybody that's played receiver lately with these gloves know, man, all you got to do is put your hands in the right place and squeeze. You're going to make a catch. Disrespectful. I told you the segment was going to get us canceled. Disrespectful. Wow. I'm going to make sure I, I, I add DeAndre Hopkins in this and make sure he see the disrespect, man. I'm just saying. Put some so respect you, on Kyler. Put some respect I'm, on D Hop, boy. That's all I'm saying, man. That man got no, traded for and, and and let's just let's just let's just also acknowledge that Geraldo said David Johnson was his fantasy football sleeper for the year. And this guy <laughs> is supposed to be some kind of expert. <laughs> and then this man got traded for D Hop. And you had the right to say that this man was gonna be asleep. Only thing I'm I'm sleeping on is man. Wow, Bill O'Brien! I can't believe that you made it. You you just made it this far, brother. Yo, that man is never gonna get another job again, for real. That is the worst trade in NFL history. Is looking like man. That man went up there and caught it on three people. Went up and snatched it, monster, bro. First of all, my David Johnson was a prediction. I didn't know he was gonna have this concussion. If he, if I would have known the concussion, I would have said, nah, could have been that great. And going back, don't take shots at me. I have nothing. I didn't do nothing to deserve that. <laughs> hey, your Giants, man. Your Giants winning too many games. That's that's what you get. Yeah, about to win. Yo, yo, I am mad that the Giants could end up being a playoff team and still end up with a top ten pick. That is insane. Crazy. The NFC East is crazy. Let's not even talk about them too long. Uh, Let's stay on this Kyler Murray topic, man, because we got a big Thursday night matchup, and I really want to know y'all's opinion on this game. We got Russ versus K1. Y'all keep telling me to put some respect on, on K1's name. So how much respect are we putting on him on this game against the Seahawks? Uh, None. That, give, me, give me the early picks. None. Seattle. Seattle wins <laughs> by seven points. There we go. Uh, did uh, did I'm Kyler win the last one? Did Kyler win the I'm going with Russ, though. I'm going with Russ. Like, I don't, I don't think the Cardinals have an answer for Lockett and DK. Like, I've seen Patrick Peterson. Like, he's he's seen better days, man. I respect what he's done in his career, but I've seen him get beat too too many times. So, I think he's got his hands full this, this you know, kind of week. And Chris Carson is coming back, too. That's a big piece, too. That's a another, another bum. <laughs> this guy is a running back hater right here. Bruh. I'm not a running back hater. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got a high, I got a high standard when it comes to elite running backs. Y'all know my standard is is high, top shelf. I don't so you said standard is your standard. What are you talking about? Sanders is a good back. He doesn't even. Not, he gets, how is Chris Carson a bum then? Yeah, He's exactly. He's not that wow. good. Yeah, so crazy. who you riding with Thursday, Scruff? You riding with Russ or Buddy, you riding with, with K1? I, and I damn well wouldn't say what you just said. <laughs> it's good. Because you scared, man. You scared. You scared for the real heat, man. I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm ready for it. But nah, who do I got? I got to go with the law of averages here. So uh, because Kyler Murray won the first game, I am going to go with Russell to win the second game. Also, last week, um, Russ and them boys got, got – I say shut out, sh- shut down, but uh, they got slowed down. They didn't look the way that they have been. Like last, it's been two weeks actually. I feel like they haven't really been playing that well. And I think 
three weeks is I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. So with that being said, I got I do have the Seahawks in a very competitive game. All right, so to be clear, everyone after getting done telling me to to respect Kyler Murray and Harold Murray and all this, we all took Russell Wilson, right? Like we don't have yeah. the Cardinals winning next week. They're probably gonna fall right on out the playoffs, bro. Like <clears throat> I, I don't think either one of these teams are gonna fall out the playoffs, but this week I'm taking Russ. I mean it, it could very well go either way, but Russ played bad the last two games. I think he had three fumbles, four picks in the last two games. It's rare that you see an elite quarterback miss, you know what I'm saying, two, three games in a row. We just watched Brady stink it up and then come back and play a great game. Good quarterbacks bounce back. I think this is a good bounce back, a good statement game against a hot Cardinals team. Big fan. It, it probably will be a, a shootout, you know what I'm saying? Father first with the bold prediction. It's a bold prediction. I, I just the Cardinals winning two games against the Seahawks in the season. I just don't see it. You know, like I said, it's gonna it's gonna what goes up must come down. And do, now nah, you can still put some respect on Kyler Murray's name. What I'm saying is that we're talking about Russell Wilson here. Like you know, <laughs> we're not talking about Jimmy Garoppolo or anything like that. Come on. I mean, Kyler got him last time. Y'all telling me put some respect on this man's name. I, I don't think he's fully arrived yet. I think next season. It'll be the Kyler Murray show. I think this year is still it's still Russ. Russ Stone is bad. It was another guy I wanted to talk about. Uh your boy Tua. And what is he, three and oh now? Yeah. I, I like Tua. And from day one, if you go back, look at the tweets, look at the show, I've always been a Tua guy. But he recently said, basically, like, I thought the NFL would be harder than this. I feel like those are the statements that, you know what I'm saying, those are the famous last words, the private <laughs> football. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think he's lit it up yet. I think he's won games and he's managed games well, but you can't come out. That's that's like bulletin board material, poster board. I don't even know. Those are, you know what I'm saying, what they do now with the Zoom, but those are Zoom call materials. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be tough sledding for him from here on out, because he thinks the NFL isn't as hard as he thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? That's something He's you got a Cupcake schedule, man. AFC East quarterbacks be like, yeah, NFL easy, life is good. Yeah, all right. That's what it be like in the AFC East. It's all it's all sunshine. It's always sunny in the AFC East. That's why Tom Brady was 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 eating so, so, so well out there, man. Eating avocado ice cream in the AFC East. It's, 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 it's it's country club out there, man. It's easy in the AFC, I mean, especially when you got a cupcake schedule like Tua does. Well, he he got past he got past Justin Herbert, and I and I thought we were singing. I thought you guys were singing Justin Herbert's praises. So, you know, what I'm saying he did manage to win that game. Hey, I called that uh, just to be clear, but I gotta agree with Scruff, man. He he does have a cupcake schedule. Looking at it, I mean, he's got the Broncos, the Jets, the Bengals up next. He's not going to have a real test to week 14, week 15 when he plays the Chiefs and the, uh, the Patriots. That Patriots game, if the Patriots can keep pace, could very well be for a playoff spot. So it's going to come down to, to Cam or Tua for me. Uh, it'd be wild if Tua is actually what keeps Cam out the playoffs, but that is looking like that could potentially be, be uh, what goes down here, man. But I got faith in Tua and I got faith in Cam, so I, I don't know how it's going to play out. I think the only thing more disrespectful than – and I don't just I, I I came on this beginning of this about to talk stuff about Tua, but don't disrespect Tua and compare him with Cam Newton and the Patriots, man. 
them them boys is definitely way better than them. I don't I don't I don't foresee that being a uh, an important game. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm done. I'm 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 done with the Patriots, man. I'm, I'm officially uh, taking back my Super Bowl pick. Oh, oh. Patriots got the yeah, tackle next, man. That's another winnable game. Like, yeah, yeah, I they're both winnable games. I agree with, with what Rome said, but I'm not. I'm just not feeling it, bro. I'm not feeling. It. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing it. I'm not feeling it. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. All right, we're taking back my Super Bowl picks. I'm taking them all the way. I'm taking them all the way back. <laughs> all right. What do y'all see next week? Tua is against Drew Locke. Who wins that one? Tua again? Tua will get that. He'll probably get that off. So Tua starts Tua. his career four and zero. You sure does. He's probably going to start it uh, like seven and zero. I don't see them losing until they play the Chiefs. They got a cupcake schedule, man. But it's a good thing for the uh, good thing for the organization is they decided to wait for the first couple games that were actually decent games, let them get out of the way, and then gave them the cupcake schedule like here. That's a that's a great way to come into your rookie year. Then you're gonna get your confidence up, get your swagger right. Now he's feeling real good about himself. He's gonna have a real terrible year too, though. I'll tell you that. He's gonna he's gonna get something gonna hit some like let me see him up against like a Miles Garrett pass rusher like all day. Like you know, like you know, he, he got a little longer. taste of that. I knew you were gonna say that. How many, how, many, how many elite pass rushers are there in the NFL, bro? Like for example, Carson Wentz every you know, like we go up against the Redskins D line twice twice a year. Yeah. That's that's welcome to the NFL, rookie. You know, that's what that's that's some real stuff right there. You know, even the Cowboys defensive line is is, is more is more formidable than these than these. You know, like come on, man, there's some real pass rush out here. I don't think that's a good way to evaluate a rookie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for basketball comparison, you wouldn't have a young guard come into the league and then say, "Well, you let James Harden score 45." Like, that's kind of how that goes. You you would expect a, a young quarterback to kind of stumble against elite pass rushers, but so far. He beat Aaron Donald. He's four zero. Like I can't take the wins away from two. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't know if it's really Tua or if it's really just the defense, and he's just doing his best game manager or whatever. But like people seem to think that this kid has some kind of magic, and I, I, I was one of those people that was high on him. But like I don't know, man. I just can't help but hate on him the way y'all just coming at him. Like I just can't. Like I can't. I, I, I want to crown him to crown him then, man. It's only it's been four games. We, we go from we go from crowning Kyler for this past <laughs> that was mostly DeAndre Hopkins' greatness. That was mostly Crown Hopkins' greatness. Bumps. We go we go from there to saying that, that Kyler's the man to saying, oh, but he's still not gonna beat Russ to coming all the way back here talking trash on Tua when Kyler already beat Tua or Tua already beat Kyler. So like what which what is this quarterback <laughs> hierarchy? How is this how is this going? Tua is the man, Scruff. Like we're not if you're hating on him because of how I feel about Tua, then you just need to, you know what I'm saying, relax a little bit. Just listen to what I'm telling you and get and get with it, bro. Cause I'm 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 right on this one, man. Tua is the man and he's gonna be the man. He's 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 gonna beat Burrow too when they play Burrow. Because he was the best quarterback in this draft and he's gonna continue to prove it. Defense or no defense. <clears throat> I wanna yeah, see that the, one. Yeah, the difference is that Tua's going up against Drew Locke. And Kyler Murray's going up against Russell Wilson. That's the difference, bro. That's the difference. That's fair. That's fair. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Three of his wins are against potential playoff teams. And, and the Rams and the Cardinals. 
I mean, he's beating the, the best division in football, right? The NFC West? Yeah. And what is this standard that is that is this this height that Tua needs to hit? My man needs to throw four touchdowns, no picks, 400 yards, or he's, he's, or he's a game manager. For somebody that came from Alabama, he's really good, really just really living it up in, in this cupcake division that he's in, playing these cupcake teams all day, and then you know, getting all this love for it. Where's the API strength of schedule ranking? The API strength of schedule ranking would rank the Dolphins with the easiest schedule in the NFL. I bet it. I bet a million on it. <laughs> it's got to be bet a million on it. Would you say the Dolphins' schedule is easier than the Eagles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. This, yeah. this, 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 this is the last thing I want to talk about as far as football, right? Cardinals, I mean, not the Cardinals, um, Chiefs, Raiders. Raiders beat them before. Like, it's a primetime game, Sunday night. Y'all think, the, y'all think the Raiders can catch lightning in the bottle twice? I mean, I don't know. Hey, it's it's I, hate, I hate to I hate to switch yeah. the subject back right quick, T. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna answer your question in one second. I just looked up the strength of schedule, bro, and the Dolphins have the third hardest schedule, <laughs> the third hardest schedule in all of football right now. But back to T's question: No, the Raiders will not catch lightning in a bottle. There's no, no, no way. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't even care, I don't even care about What's my source. I don't even care about source? Brad, oh my goodness! Don't tell me that. Is it pro football focus? Please tell me it's pro football focus. What's your source? What's your source? NFL.com. It's averaging up the the wins. It's the teams that have the highest fake news. Fake news. Stop the vote. Stop the vote. I'm about to say that sounds crazy, but that that sounds not on my list, man. I will not concede. They stole. They stole. They stole the segment. Oh man! They're making oh. up fake. Making up fake news. Man. Hey, hey, we can look it up. We can definitely look that up. It was on, I believe, Giants.com, sourced by the NFL. We can we can do the math on our own. I'll I'll, I'll do the recounts, all that. But um, he had a good question, so I want to get back on track. Uh, the, the Raiders are not are not going to catch lightning in the bottle. The Chiefs have been on bye week. I watched the interview with Travis Kelsey earlier. Uh, I want to say the Raiders did some wild some wild stuff, like take two laps in their bus around the stadium after they beat the, the Chiefs. And uh, watching that interview with Kelsey, I could tell that the Chiefs took that took that to heart. So they're probably going to run the score up, man. It, it, we're looking at a fifty burger. Um, I think the Chiefs blow them out the water. The, the Raiders might try to keep up, but they they won't be able to. And another thing I want to throw in there. Andy Reid, I don't have the stats in front of me, but Andy Reid after a bye week, crazy good, crazy good. So this is this is going to be painful for the Raiders fans. As a Giants I fan, I could agree with that, with the Andy Reid stat. I, I don't know if he still I, I is, but. That with a couple of those dubs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he still is, but when he was, the last time he was with the Eagles, uh, he was undefeated um, with, after a bye. Never got beat. So I don't know if he so, got beat. So the Raiders have no shot in this game. I I no. don't give them money. I don't give them money. Right, uh, well, hand, hand, uh, Father First eighty eight says that they're going for the sweep. I'll bet you any amount of money. 
<laughs> I'll bet you I'll put a big, big, well, actually, not any amount of money. I'll throw a quick dub on it. <laughs> you know, you got to be respectful. I'll take that bet. It's a family show. I'll take show. that bet. I'll take it's a family that bet. show. You'll take the bet straight up? Yeah, I'll take it. Raiders okay. win. You just lost a million dollars to, to Rome. I'm sure I could win 20. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, twenty dollars. You heard it here first. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Yo, but seriously though, y'all know y'all 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 know I'm talking about fake news. I got a, I got a, I got a little rant I'm about to go on. You feel me about these NBA rumors? I think I think I think I think I got the right audience at home too. Yo, man, I just want public service announcements for y'all, everyone out there that's keeping up with these NBA rumors. I need y'all to stay safe. You know, like T say, <laughs> wash your hands, wash your ass. Seriously, when y'all are looking at these NBA rumor tweets, stay away from the fake news. There's a lot of fake news circulating right now. Here's the thing. There's a lot of accounts out there that be saying, like, my NBA sports legion, but they'd be like, hella ends at the end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or it'd be like, whoa, GSPN. But it'd be like, whoa, ESPN. Or like, it'd be like one letter off. It'd be like, bleach, er, report. You know what I'm saying? Like, be careful, y'all. I just want y'all to know, reading is fundamental when you're looking at these NBA rumors. Please be careful, y'all. And another thing I've seen is these fake accounts, and then they'll say, via Shams, via Woj. But then if you go to Woj's page, Woj never said nothing of the sort. So just what I'm saying is be careful before y'all spreading some rumors out here. I've heard, according to some of y'all, Russell Westbrook got traded to the Knicks already, and that never happened, all right? Um, according to somebody else, Joel Embiid got traded to the Warriors. That never happened. That never happened. That never happened. But I do have some verified sources, yeah, some real verified sources and some really crazy rumors that have already went down and that are in the in, – in, in the, uh, in the oven, ready to get cooked up as we speak. But let's talk about what already happened and stuff. So first big trade of free agency or uh, as the moratorium period ended or whatever was Chris Paul. Chris Paul got traded. I know one of my favorite players in the NBA is Chris Paul. Got traded to the Phoenix Suns, a team that has been desperate for playoff berth. I can't even remember. I think last time they was in the playoffs was with Steve Nash. Um, now they finally have a point guard, T. What do you think about Chris Paul going to the Suns? Good fit? Pardon me, let me my, my giant solo. <laughs> I think I think I think Chris Paul going anywhere that needs help. Like teams that are outside of the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Outside looking at it's gonna be a good fit for them. Veteran leader. Uh, you know, throughout his career he's been grading. You know what I'm saying? His teammates kinda haven't liked him, coaches kinda haven't liked him, but he's a winner. He's a dog. He's he has that personality, that mentality that you, you can't teach. I mean, he just wants it. So somebody made the point to me that he kind of always gets hurt in the playoffs, but he gets to the playoffs. And that's more than you can say about a lot of players. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys. Devin Booker. That's more than you can say about a Devin Booker. So I think he helps the Suns uh, maybe jump into an A for seven seed if he can stay healthy. I think I think it's a good trade. I like it. I like, I like the fit for CP3. I like it too. I like it too. What are y'all thoughts, man? CP3, first first big name on the move. G, you want to jump in? Well, Whoa. let me jump back into. <laughs> All right, go ahead, G. 
No, no, no. I think this would be a great move for CP. Think about what he did with the Thunders. Now he gets a Devin Booker as a teammate, which is, like, better than any player they had in the Thunders. I'm sure he goes to the second round with that kind of team. Yeah. I like it a lot. I'm, yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Go ahead. What you think? I like it, man. I'm a big CP3 fan. Um Personally, I'm a fan of his commercials, man. Those, those State Farm commercials, man, I, I, I love those. So wherever CP3 goes, I'm going to definitely definitely keep up with that. But uh, as far as him on the Suns, man, I, lo- I love the matchup with him and Booker. Uh, that could really put them over the top, especially since we saw what the Suns were doing in the bubble. Um, and CP3 is the kind of player that can keep them away from, from those shorties. Wasn't there a little, little dust-up with one of those, those Instagram models, if I recall, this summer in the bubble? Um, I don't know if that was positive for them or negative for them, but – CP3 is the kind of player that'll keep him keep him on the right path. That's that's kind of what I wanted to jump back in and say, man. It was outside of I feel like great point guards always look better with a great score, but the fact that he's a vet on a young team with a lot, it's kind of the Paul Pierce effect on the Wizards. When you bring in this vet and these young guys learn how to practice, they learn how to go about their day to day, they learn how to take care of their body. You know what I'm saying? They learn how to lock in during the season. And I think a team like the Suns desperately needs that. So you don't have those dust-ups with these IG models <laughs> and all that, or at least you have them, but it never makes it to the media. You know what I'm saying? Never yeah. hits the timeline. So I think I think it's a good fit, and it, it just works. I think it works for both teams. OKC is obviously still in the building phases a little bit. They get some young expiring contracts. That's really what happened. They're trying to get salary caps. Kelly Oubre is expiring. They're going to dump those guys eventually and, and sign a big name with the promise of, okay, we have a young core. We just need that guy to get us over the hump. So I think it works for both teams and what they want to do. Yeah, man. I love this trade for uh, for the Suns, especially because they didn't have to give up either one of their uh, their main key stars. Really didn't give up anybody. They didn't even give up one of their top three stars, really. Like, they gave up Ricky Rubio and some some crummy, like, <laughs> decent old like, – Ellie Kelly Oubre – is a solid wing player, but the the Suns have a surplus of wing players. They have Cam Johnson, they have uh, Dario Saric, power forwards, plot. They got um, dude. They got plenty of wings. They're not going to be missing out on that at all. Plus, they got dude. The thing is, we're going to be like, Devin Booker's gonna, they've been doing good, but they haven't been able to get over the home. They haven't had a winning culture for such a long time. The thing about Chris Paul is. He just led the Thunder to the playoffs, and to, in my opinion, the Thunder have a much less talented team than the Suns. The Suns have a much more talented team on paper. You could drive Devin Booker, who's who's an all-star caliber player. And then DeAndre Aiden, I'd be willing to go on record and say this early, like DeAndre Aiden's gonna have a, a quality season next year. He might he might be an all-star next season too. Uh because he's gonna be he's gonna be in perfect position because Chris Paul is the he's a point guard that always sets his bigs up. He's gonna be catching lobs. It's gonna be like Lob City all over again, man. He made DeAndre Jordan look like a decent scorer. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what Chris Paul does for your team. Um and uh, yeah, I love the fit. I love the fit. Uh, another big name, former uh, teammate Chris Paul, um, James Harden's name has been out on the block. I, you know, I don't know if y'all been keeping up with this story, but uh, James Harden um, name has been out there. Now he's actually come out formally. He declined his contract extension. He had a contract extension due for um, crazy numbers, fifty-two million a year for the next two years, over one hundred and four million dollars extension for the Houston Rockets just keep him for another two years. James Harden turned it down. He said, look, 
I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm done with this. And he said he formally has requested a trade. He originally came out saying that Philly or Brooklyn would be the top two choices. Now he's pretty much strong-arming the situation. He wants to go to Brooklyn. Um, word on the streets is Brooklyn says, we'll, we'll take you, but we're not going to go crazy over it. But I'm hearing from inside sources, like, you know, it's really a situation of the player really pushing the leverage. And we'll, we'll see what y'all think. But, like, I've major question. I mean, obviously, great players can make things work. Um, but I do have some questions about the fit within that system and also James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Is there enough touches, enough basketball to go around in that situation to make a successful team? Um, that's my biggest question for y'all because the names, you know, throw a couple names that doesn't always mean it's going to work. T, what do you think? I think I don't know. I, he's trying to force his way to Brooklyn, right? He he wants to go where he knows they have, he has a real shot at contending. I don't know if he'll be able to force his way. Last I heard, Houston's basically saying like, you know, we're 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 cool suiting these guys up and they're mad, Russ Russ included. Like, we're cool, which I get. If those guys play, we're going to sell tickets. I don't care how disgruntled they are. But if he does find a way to force himself out and play for Brooklyn. I think it. I think it makes sense. I think it's enough shots to go around. I think at this point, uh, Harden wouldn't mind. You know, what I'm saying not taking thirty shots, forty shots a game. I mean, it's for the sake of winning. Obviously, somebody's gonna have to sacrifice their game. I think Chris Paul might not care. I, it might even be a situation of hot hand, like you see with running backs in the NFL. Uh, hey, Kyrie, you on? Like, keep shooting. James Harden, you on? Keep shooting. KD, you on? Keep shooting. Now, what happens in the playoffs, who takes the last shot, that sort of thing can get worked out. But outside of Kyrie, I think Harden and, and KD have personalities that kind of mesh. You know, Kyrie would kind of be the wild card. And I think both of those guys, as long as they're winning, no, you know, they'll, they'll be fine with Kyrie taking shots. So I, I think it's a perfect marriage if he can force his way out. But that's a big if when, when Houston's – they don't have to move. Like, there's nothing forcing them to move. I don't like the move. Um, I mean, I do and I don't. All right, so let me let me get this straight. I love the idea of Harden and KD pairing back up, but T, you hit it right on the head. Kyrie is a bit of a wild card, and I don't know how he really how how it all works out with him. I mean, you you could be right. Maybe they are just you know do it do it by committee. You got the hot hand tonight. You go, I go, whatever. Um, only time could tell. And uh, this like like you just said, this really is just a rumor. Who knows if he's able to force himself out. One thing I wanted to throw out there, I, w- I saw something uh, saying that it might have something to do with the owner, with the ownership and other players, other players might want out as well. I don't know how true that is, um, but I wanted to throw that to Scruff, man. Is, are there any issues w- brewing up with the owner and James Harden down there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's so much to talk about. Like, yeah, the um, Rick Buecher had a story that came out earlier today. He was on um, – one of them Fugay sports shows that ain't ours, but um, he was on one of them shows. And he was <laughs> he was talking about it. Basically, yeah, there's a there's major uh, major backlash from the players and on the Rockets organization because they he's been openly a Trump supporter and a lot of them don't feel comfortable playing for him. I don't know if they're just waiting for this opportunity to pull this card out, but the card has been pulled. And uh, yeah, a lot of people aren't really feeling that um, within the organization. I got a question. Problem. Why? I got a quick question, fellas. Why aren't we talking about the possibility of Dan Tony having KD and James Harden 
at the beginning of this NBA season, bro. Dan Tony coaching them boys up. That offense is about to be amazing. I think people forget that D'Antoni actually created an offense that's called the seven-second offense, right? People forgot about it because, like, they didn't transition to the 20-second offense with James Harden. But I do believe that if they were to actually transition into a seven-second offense, that they could actually succeed because the whole point of the seven-second offense is to keep the ball moving, (laughs) which obviously, like, they just threw that out the window. But, like, I'm telling you, like, a true seven-second offense, if that's what they're going to run, it can work because they had Steve Nash, they had Joe Johnson, they had Sean Marion, they had Amari Stoudemire, they had scores. It could work, but, like, I don't know, like, how far gone, um, you know, D'Antoni is within that staff and what kind of offense they're going to run. Seven seconds, though. (laughs) <laughs> Dan Tony, Dan Tony did not create the seven second offense, but he, he, he revolutionized did, it. He, he did. He popularized it. He brought it to the NBA. It, to me, is is uh, what they call it in baseball when you see stuff like that. Bush league, like it, <laughs> it, 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 it's almost like uh, it's almost like Budenholzer. You know what I'm saying with the Bucks? Like your offense works really well in the regular season, but when people actually start playing defense and taking uh, more efficient shots. People aren't just jacking up threes like it, it. It doesn't. It doesn't work long term because if it did, D'Antoni would still be a head coach. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I got another. Uh, one another. This is not a rumor, but it's a trade. Um, really good trade, I, I, I should say. Um, the Bucks made some big moves. Um, they got to lock up Giannis. I'm hearing that Giannis might be signing a supermax deal. Um, potentially after these trades, he's feeling pretty good about what they've done. So they picked up Drew Holiday, which I personally know I love Drew Holiday. Great, great championship piece right there. Great defender for um, Bledsoe. I don't even remember. I want to say Drew Bledsoe. I was ready to call him Drew Bledsoe again because my man was literally on the milk carton for the entire playoffs. Eric Bledsoe, out of there. Drew Holiday in there. A couple draft picks gone. But um, they picked up Drew Holiday. Then they picked up Bogdan Bogdanovich, one of the hot shooters in the league, young shooters out of out of San Antonio. And they got him for chump change too. I can't believe teams are giving away these players like this. I don't know where my team's at, but yo, good two good moves for the Bucks. Personally, I think it was the best moves of the of the. Uh, well, I think the Suns moves pretty good too. But for a championship team. The best move you can make. I think it's even bigger than the Harden move, in my opinion. But um, what do y'all think about these moves for the Bucks? You think it's enough to make uh, to, to, to make Giannis happy? Do you think the Bucks actually are are they better? What do you think? Anybody? I mean, I mean, the Bucks are my team. I just wanted to give somebody else a chance to go, but I'm kind of excited to talk about this trade because I think it, I think it really works for the Bucks. I think it gives them offensive players. You know what I'm saying? Guys can create their own shot. It lets Middleton not have to be that second scoring option or even that first option when when Giannis isn't in the game. Um, I love, love, love Drew Holiday. Like, I really love his game. Like, he's the type of guy that he's not great at any one thing, but he's good at everything. He plays defense. He can rebound. He can, you know what I'm saying, he can defend. He can shoot. He can hit open shots. He can create. I I love his game. Um, I really wanted Drew Holiday over Eric Bledsoe. It happens, so I'm ecstatic. But I, at the end of the day, it all comes down to: Does Giannis sign a, uh, you know, what I'm saying, supermax? 
If that's right. enough to make Giannis sign a Supermax, then it ends up being great. What needed to be done. If it doesn't, it was all for nothing. And even if outside of that, right, the Bucks currently have like seven players on their roster. I don't know how they managed to recruit people to Milwaukee, but if I'm a free agent, I can tell you Milwaukee is not one of the places that I'm going on a uh, vet minimum. I, I promise you that. So I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see how they fill their roster. But on the surface, I really like the trade. Hey, hold up. So I didn't even know that about you, T. You're a Bucks fan? Yeah, you want to hear I thought that was news to me, too. This, this whole, so this whole time, all this Giannis is the MVP, LeBron ain't this and all that. It's, it's, what? I, what? Like, what? Come on, man. I didn't even know you was a Bucks fan this whole no, no, time. No, no, it's I, it's I, starting I, to make I, sense. I'm a kind of sus, really. I'm a professional. I don't. I don't come out here and give you emotion. I give you. I give you what's <laughs> real. All right. You know what I'm saying. Well, if I wanted to give you emotion, I'd be an R&B singer. I give you what's real. <laughs> so hey, I like the trade. Um, if anything that gets Giannis on a supermax deal keeps him in Milwaukee, that is a good move for Milwaukee. It's that simple. That's a fact. That's a fact. They already yeah, sat, they already got his brother on the roster. Like out of those seven players on the roster, his brother is one of them. I don't know how much you can do. Sign all the brothers. <laughs> but it's a great trade. small markets need those big guys. It's a great trade. But yo, it's gonna be it's gonna be even more popping off in the NBA with the draft coming up. Y'all know the draft's tomorrow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all know something for the draft. Couple 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 trades, couple couple moves to watch out for. Watch out for Gordon Hayward. He's been mm-hmm. on he's been he's been his name's been on the move. The Hawks have actually been the most active team. From what I've been hearing out of all teams in the NBA right now, the Hawks have been the most active on the trade market. Look for the Hawks to make a move. Um, I've heard their name connected to DeMar DeRozan. I've heard their name connected to Gordon Hayward. I've heard the um, Golden State Warriors are actively trading the number two pick. I'm expecting there's an 85% chance that the Warriors will be moving that number two selection. Watch out for the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs are actively looking to trade into the top three of the draft. No one knows who they're trying to get. Lord knows, really. Popovich knows, probably. <laughs> the New York Knicks, watch out for the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are actively looking to trade into the top three of the draft. They are said to be highly coveting LaMelo Ball, my number one prospect on the board. They are also willing to trade R.J. Barrett for a potential top three selection. They are potentially willing to trade the number eight selection along with R.J. Barrett to move up to number three overall. Or in a scenario that LaMelo Ball falls in draft to number four, which could happen. I'll break down the uh, the, the, the potential mock draft. I'll drive, actually drop my mock in the morning but uh, so y'all can sip on a coffee and watch the mock. But uh, LaMelo Ball could fall to number four to the – Chicago Bulls, who are in a very interesting spot in the draft. So I'll break it down like this, man. Number one, Anthony Edwards is probably going to be the number one pick. I'm going to tell you all right now, it's going to be Edwards or it's going to be Ball. It's probably going to be Edwards, right? So Edwards one. Two, if the Warriors keep the pick, it's probably going to be James Wiseman. But I don't think they're going to keep the pick. I think it's going to be a trade. If it's a trade, it's probably going to be LaMelo Ball getting picked at the number two spot. If it's not a trade, James Wiseman's going to go two. The number three pick is um, – damn, I don't lost count already. Who's the third pick? You already got LaMelo and Wiseman. 
And I mean, you got Edwards and Wiseman. Yes. So it's it's going to be it's going to be Lamelo. It's going to be Lamelo. It's going to be Lamelo if Charlotte keeps that spot and doesn't trade with the Knicks. Oh, Charlotte. There you go. Number three, Charlotte. There you go. So yo, Charlotte, bro. Charlotte's gonna take yo. Charlotte might not take Lamelo Ball. It's, it's not a, it's not a foregone conclusion they're gonna take Lamelo Ball. They might take uh. They're very high on James Wiseman. They're very high on uh Okongu, Onyeko Okongu. Watch out for that. If that happens, that means Lamelo Ball could fall from being number one player on my board, being number four available for the Chicago Bulls for the taking at number four, which would be very very interesting. If they wanted to take that pick, they could definitely take that pick. I think it would be a smart selection. If they don't, the New York Knicks could be calling, and the the Bulls could get R.J. Barrett and the eighth pick, which could be a win-win for everybody. I think New York would be happy about that. Um, but whole bunch of craziness with this drive. It's about to be really, really interesting. Um, Free-for-all, really, what y'all thinking about this draft? Is there any prospects that y'all are really excited to see? Anybody that y'all have is sleepers. Um, talk to me, man. Y'all know I got I got I got sleepers for days. Man, I'm I'm dumb excited to see LaMelo in the league. But honestly, man, you kind of soured me with this whole Knicks theory, man. Like LaMelo to the Knicks. I'm not I'm not really feeling that one. But uh I see how that how that could unfold. Uh, so I will definitely be keeping an eye on that tomorrow night. Melo, yeah, he could go anywhere, man. One team I actually in the mix, I said is the Spurs. Spurs could trade up. And I wouldn't be surprised if they take Lamella with the number two pick. There's a proposed trade with, which would send DeMar DeRozan to the Hawks, LaMarcus Aldridge to the Suns, and the number two pick to the Phoenix, to um to the Spurs. We're looking to rebuild. T, what do you think about all these crazy crazy rumors? Who are y'all excited? Who are you excited to see in the draft tomorrow? Well, honestly, I'm excited to see where R.J. Hampton falls. I've been watching this kid since high school. He just played in New Zealand. Um, he went the non-traditional route. I think he. He has a lot of upside. I'm excited to see where Cole Anthony goes. Uh, I'm a Tar Heels fan. He really didn't play too well for the Tar Heels, but I always felt like he just had an NBA game, he, even as a high school guy. Another guy I've been following since high school. Um, but I don't think this draft is going to have all the fireworks early that we expect. I think a lot of guys are going to feel like – up top are going to feel like they're not getting the compensation for these picks. I think, I think uh, Golden State is going to have to end up taking Wiseman. I think the Timberwolves, they want Edwards. Um, I feel sorry for him. That's where careers go to kind of die, being a you know, middle earth, just purgatory. Um, but I don't think it's gonna be I don't think that top three is gonna move. I, I can't I can't really see Charlotte trading back to get RJ Barrett. I mean, who's high on RJ Barrett at this point? And that's and that's kind of the fate of the NBA. I know we talked about that off air, like if you don't come in and produce year one, year two, it's kind of hard to get going a little later on for most guys because there's always another draft player. There's always more young guys. There's always another hype machine coming. So, I mean, if you think about it, Chicago, if they was to draft LaMelo, right, they just drafted Kobe uh, Kobe White. Like, you want another point guard? But they would definitely, he's there to take him. That's, that, and that's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a lot of fireworks, but – and I don't think this is a strong draft class. I don't think this is the 96 or the 2003. I think you get a few guys in this draft, but um, I'm, I'm looking more forward to like a year from now, two years from now. There is definitely a knock on the class. But uh, Kobe White, they're saying that Kobe White, they like Kobe White at the two. 
and they're probably looking to move on from Zach Le- uh, Levine. So that's the explanation there for the LaMelo ball uh, reasoning. Uh, RJ Hampton, what do you think about RJ Hampton? And uh, I, I'm, 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 Two, those are two guys that I like in the draft. I think they're both going to go like probably in the late teens, maybe even the twenties. Um, but what do you think about RJ Hampton? You think you, do you do you see him as a like a starter in this league? I think I think he's a potential. Uh, yeah, he's definitely starter. I think he's a potential rookie of the year candidate. I think he's a sleeper. I think he's one of those uh, kind of like a Tyler Hero, where the guy just has game, but he he didn't get drafted like super high. You know what I'm saying? And I think. Same way. He went over there and played with men. Same way LaMelo did. He went and played pro. Uh, I'm not saying there's a lot of competition in New Zealand, but there is something to be said. If you ever played at an L.A. fitness um, as a high school kid or something, you know there's something to be said about playing with grown men. And he went over there working his game. So I, I like him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He can score at all three levels. He can definitely leap. Uh, speaking of leapers, Cassie Stanley, he's coming. And that's that guy can jump out of the gym. But I really like. I, I really like. There's some intriguing prospects here. Not a lot of guys. Not a lot of guys. I think will be like uh, Hall of Famers. But there's a lot of guys that really had that um, social media machine behind them. So I'm curious to see what happens with them. See, you've been looking at my scouting boards, man. You got all nah, my sleepers, bro. Yeah, nah, I just, I Cassius Stanley, I, I just penciled him into my mock draft. I haven't even posted it yet. I just penciled him into my mock draft in the late 20s because um, I don't see a way this kid's not a first-round pick. Um, he's, he's a stud. A stud. Super-duper athlete, crazy highlight, like yeah. walking highlight waiting to happen. Uh, I'm just very curious about RJ uh, Hampton because I have you know these 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 uh these alternate path guys. It's hard to keep track of what they're going to be. Um, I was high on him in high school as well as Cole Anthony. I think a lot of people have soured on Cole Anthony a little bit, but um, it's going to be very interesting draft night tonight where dreams come true for many, and um, very very interested to see what's going to happen uh, on this upcoming draft night. Um, but uh, draft night is Wednesday. Anybody any last thoughts on the draft before we move on? Uh, I think I think you're right, 100% right about Gordon Hayward moving. I think the, the numbers dictate that he has to move. I think he's due 30-something million next year. Look out for Boston, like you said, look out for Boston to move this guy. Uh, he just he just isn't worth 30-something million. It's gonna, they'll sign him. They'll restructure his deal somewhere else, but that's the one. It all just, it all just clicked for me, man. The uh the Celtics are trying to move up into the top ten to trade to uh to get uh on on you on Yeko Okongu, this this the center from USC. If he lasts past five, um, I believe the Hawks have the sixth pick. If <laughs> if they maybe they might try to move in and, and get Hayward and get get into that sixth pick if he's on the board. So watch 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 Hayward on the Hawks. That could be a that could be a play. I mean, he's getting Bam comparisons. You know what I'm saying? He's getting. Clint Capella comparisons. That's that's the kind of guy they can use. Though. Oh yeah, speaking on that, we were talking about some uh, some of my superlatives before the draft. Before we we go on, um, so my the best defensive player in the draft. You just named him is uh, Onyeko Kongu is the best defensive player in the draft. Um, the best defensive player in the draft. Not only is this kid a great defensive center, great rebounder, great offensive rebounder, but this guy can guard you out of the paint. Quick feet. That's what matters in the NBA if you're a big. Quick feet. Uh, elite. 
elite, elite, elite. I think I just read he grew up playing tennis, so you're you're gonna have good feet. Yeah, it's funny you say that. When I was when I was a young uh, when I was a young post player, they always all, one of my coaches always told me to go play tennis, and I just never I could never get with yeah. it. <laughs> he said it was. He said it was good. It would make me ambidextrous around the rim. Now you could have been Scruff Agassi, man. Yeah, maybe, maybe man. Maybe. Tennis is fun, bro. Tennis is a lot of fun. Man, maybe. look, let's get into a, a topic that's going to be a lot of fun, man. We got a versus coming up. What's that tomorrow, man? Uh, Thursday. Tomorrow, man. Thursday. Yes, nineteenth, I think. Right. We got versus. a fully loaded week. Versus Gucci, man. A lot of people didn't think this was going to happen. It started with T.I. versus Jeezy. I don't know how it fell through, but this is the battle that if, if you're from that era, this is the one you want to see, man. I don't know how. I don't know if these, if these guys are going to be in the same room. I don't know how they're going to be in the same room. But if you want, hold up, hold up, hold up. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? It's real. Look. What's beef? I don't know. I don't know how this – I mean, shout out to Swiss Beats for, for getting this done. But if you don't know the history on these guys, man, this started in, like, I want to say 05 or on So Icy. They did a song together. And I don't even know who to believe about what happened after they did that song because it was a hit. But apparently, Jeezy wanted it on his album. Gucci put it on his Trap House. Uh, I think it was a mixtape. I don't even think Trap House was an album. I don't know. I wasn't a Gucci fan back then. But I do know – I do remember that beef. Uh, fast forward to 2006, Gucci gets a murder charge. Uh, four guys break into his house. Gucci comes out of this shooting. They, they scatter. Gucci ends up killing one of the guys. He gets the murder charge. The guy ends up being one of uh, Jeezy's close associates. I think that's Kookie Loke or something. This is ancient history, but this is like, a, a you know what I'm saying? This is more than rap. This, this is a real beef. You know what I'm saying? Guns. This is real streets. Jeezy is from BMF. You know, if you don't know Black Mafia mm-hmm. fam, you probably shouldn't be watching our show. Now I can say, <laughs> say that, but Big Meech, you know what I'm saying? Big Meech, that's BMF. That's that's where Jeezy came from. Um, Fabulous recently came out and said he don't think Gucci has enough hits. Well, Fabulous is also BMF associated, so this yeah. is real. You know what I'm saying? This is real street stuff, and and now culminating in in this huge versus battle. I mean, I I implore everybody, go go back, do the research. The videos are all there on YouTube, man. Watch Jeezy's video with uh Mad Links. Watch Gucci's video with Mad Links and how the, how real, how you know what I'm saying? The, the hate that these two have for each other is so real. But we got a versus, so 20 songs. I mean <laughs> 20 songs. This 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 blood feud has led us to a verse. Who do you guys think? I have an opinion. Who do you guys think is going to take this versus? T, man, I love that intro, man. I love you explained that perfectly. I, I come from that same era. I was heavy on Jeezy. Big Gucci fan, man. I remember all this as it played out in real time. Crazy, crazy, crazy yeah. to think that they're doing anything together right. in some type of positive manner, bro. Like, this was some real, like, non-rap stuff. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, I gotta, I gotta keep it real, man. I think it's Jeezy. I think it's Jeezy, bro. I don't, I don't want to say in a landslide, but kind of how Fab said, I, I don't think Gucci has enough hits to actually go toe to toe with Jeezy. I mean, I'm gonna name some of Jeezy's song, bro. He got "Lose My Mind" with Plies, 
put on with um with with Kanye, Soul Survivor, uh the joint with Manny Fresh. I mean, Young Jeezy has some hits, bro, that that they cross all cultures, all all of it, bro. Like Jeezy is 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 one of the rare trap dudes who you might go to to a certain neighborhood and and see them bumping Jeezy, bro, and they have no business bumping gangster type rap or nothing like that. Like people people really vibe with Jeezy. It's crazy because Gucci kind of has the same effect. So I feel like it's it's gonna be a real close battle, but it's gonna come down to them the more commercial hits and then. Are they gonna play mixtape songs? Because if we're doing Trap or Die, it's Jeezy, bruh. It's Jeezy. Like, I'm interested to hear what y'all say, but I, I gotta go with I gotta go with Jeezy off the ad libs too, man. Like, whew. Trap or Die was. Uh, I mean, look, I I, I don't want to disagree with you. Uh, Jeezy definitely has crossover appeal, man. I, I I remember in college. This is 05, riding with a. Uh, you know what I'm saying. One of one of my college friends, and I, I was I wasn't a huge down south rap fan, but of course I listened to the music, so I knew who they was. We getting this old Jeep, man. He got his old Jeep. He throws in the uh, Thug Motivation and cranks it up, and he just looks over me and says, "Man, I feel like Jeezy just be talking to me, man. Like he made this just for me." I just knew him to say, you know what I'm saying, a little weed here and there, but. When he said that, I felt him, and and I say if, if the music having this type of effect on him, man, like this dude Jeezy is real, man. So, I, what do y'all think? I ain't gonna give my opinion yet. I don't G, know, please. man. For me, for me, if we talking about mixtape game, that's all. That's all Gucci. Thank you, Gucci man, Mister Mister. He threw a mixtape every quarter of the year. Will Chamberlain had like at least. Has a, had at least like fuck a mixtape, so that's four. That's four mixtape a year, and sometimes he'll give you a bonus one, so that's five. Gucci man, every year you at least knew you're getting five good solid mixtape off of Gucci. That's only that's only way I feel like Gucci could win this battle. We're talking about the mixtape game, but commercial wise, like Yeezy, all the way. Yeezy got that all the way, hands down. Hold up. So, so do you think you can win a a, a versus? Off of just commercial music? No, well, not at all. It really depends on the, the vibe of the room, bro. Because like Rome was talking like, yeah, you know, he was the he was one that said that he was a big Fab fan, right? And he thought that Fab was gonna win the verses. But then when you got in the room, the vibe of the room was real street. Jada came in with a whole bunch of different stuff, but somehow he cataloged 20. And he got his thing done. I wasn't even sure how he was going to pull up that 20 as strong as he did, but it was a strong 20. What I'm saying is the vibe of the room. How's it going to play? What's it going to feel like? Don't sleep on new Gucci catalog either. New Gucci. So one thing I'll say that, that, that helps Gucci in this is like, yes, the mixtape catalog is crazy. Gucci has underrated hits. Lemonade. Um, I can't think of too many on top of my head, but uh, wasted, wasted, oh yeah, wasted, Bricks. stupid, wild, um, so many, yeah, 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 so Nothing. many, so many, so many, all the stuff he did with, with OJ the Juice Man, quarter brick, freaky man, girl, brick, whole brown, hey, freaky, yeah, freaky girl, girl, what, yo, so many, so many, and then he had uh, the joint with Lil Wayne. You gotta give him respect for the joint with Lil Wayne, yeah. uh, We Steady Mob. Yeah, we had the better yeah. verse between those two. Yes, yes, yes. How many times can you say that somebody had a better verse than Lil Wayne in his prime? 
Gucci legitimately can say that. He said, bro, he said, four or five desert Eagles, homie, you think I'm an Eagles fan. Tony Braxton, sniper rifle, make you never <laughs> breathe again. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. But, uh, nah. Put some respect on Gucci name, bro. And then his more recent stuff, like the joint he did with um with Migos. I get the bag. It's my shit. Yeah. Um, the joint he, he got did a with, lot uh, of good features with Drake recently. Got, the, um, Big Lotto. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got he's got some recent work. The, if you ask me, over the last three years, who's dropped better music? It's Gucci. Um, it's Gucci for sure. Um, now y'all know what I'm about to do. I'm about to hit that big swing. You know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> 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 but I got my money on Jeezy though. In a very, very <laughs> in a no, very close match. Momentum on this one, bro. Think about it, bro. If we're talking about region or rap, the South could actually say that Gucci got it. Cause look at all this Gucci dope. He broke Amigos, Nicki Minaj, Waka Flocka, OJ the Juice Man, uh Fu- no, no, Future may be broke himself before anything, but look, Gucci done found all these artists. So many artists. So it depends on what region we're talking about. Where where who wins? This might be a presidential. This versus. is like yeah, electoral colleges, my man. Jeezy, <laughs> Jeezy got the big, the big, the big, the big blue states, man. He's got the big blue, the big, uh, the big mainstream appeal, man. It's a versus, bro. Sponsored by Sarah. Look, you know what I'm saying? You, like, if you're not, if you're not from Georgia, Atlanta, I'm not even counting your vote. Like, I want to hear from. <laughs> There, you know what I'm saying? The people that lived it, the people that watched it, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy because I feel like Gucci was like, it was raw, it was it, it was real, it was relatable. If you was about that life at that point in time, it was super relatable. But Jeezy was kind of the, especially coming from that BMF, it was kind of the almost the luxury coke flow. It was the the, the prices that weren't quite realistic, but you you still knew that he knew what he was talking about. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I don't know, man. I, so many I like, Jeezy hits. I like Jeezy. I like Jeezy to just win overall because he does have the bigger commercial success and commercial appeal. But Gucci has the longevity. Gucci, Gucci has a playlist on Spotify that Spotify made called "If It Wasn't for Gucci," full of artists that pretty much are under the Gucci umbrella. He's like the Bill Walsh of the South. You know what I'm saying? His 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 coaching tree is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's. You know what I'm saying? That's how you mix the sports with the culture. His, his, coaching hey. tree, his coaching tree is crazy. So, I mean, I like Jeezy to take it, but I like this to be a lot closer than most people would give it credit for because, I mean, Gucci Gucci pioneered the first day out. How many first day out records have we heard now? All these rappers go to jail, they drop a first day out. We even got City Girls. JT got a first day out. That, that, that wave doesn't exist. T Grizzly career was created hmm. first day out. That doesn't exist without Guwa, big Guwa. So I, I think it's gonna be real close, but I'm gonna give the edge to Gucci because he 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 has the features, he has the songs with all your favorite artists, he has the songs with all the big artists. But this, I mean, the culture really gonna win. If they could piece it up somehow, the culture really gonna win. But I, in my mind, you can't piece that type of beef up because Gucci's still trolling. If if you if you right, go to Gucci right, Twitter, right. all that, like he's still trolling. So I don't know how this gonna go. I don't know, man. I feel you on 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 Gucci's coaching tree. That was a crazy reference. I love that reference. Uh, but I mean, we're talking like the verses, man. It's, it's it's head up. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't give Gucci credit in this 
for what he's done overall. We got to just song for song, 20 for 20. And when when Jeezy drops shit like My President and I Do and just so, so many songs, Go Crazy with Jay. Oh, my gosh, bro. Like, I, I just don't know if Gucci has enough songs to where I'm going to be like, all right, I, Gucci got that round. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be hard, real hard for me to listen to Jeezy play Amazing or Go Crazy or something like that and be like, all right, Gucci got him on this round. Like, I don't think Gucci has enough enough in the tank to be like, I got you on, I don't know, man. It's going, the culture's going to win. The culture's definitely going to win. It's going to be the wildest one yet. Don't forget I, mean, about, uh, I just want to know how many discs are Gucci going to play. What's the over or under with Gucci playing the diss track? Ooh. Ah. He gonna play pussy. He gonna, be play, he gonna play pussy, nigga. Probably though. He told him, "Yo, pick up your partner." I hope. I bet he can't say shit. I'm like, oh, he funny. He's like crazy. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he dropped this record. I don't know. I don't think hey, he will. So, if they're in the same room, what's the over under? They get through twenty songs. I'm. Uh, <laughs> if they're in the same it. room, I don't know. I, I think. I think they'll contractually get through it. Yeah. But but what happens after they cut the cameras off is a different story, but they'll get through the verses. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a whole nother. That's going to be like an after party. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, oh, what's about to go down? They're about to be like, all right, one's breaking for the door, one's breaking this way. What's about to go down? Think (laughs) think about it. Think about it. This this is how you know it was a long time ago. My man put $10,000. Jeezy put $10,000 on Gucci's head, like, Ten thousand yeah. is nothing to rappers now. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's something to dudes in the street, but they they tried to kill this guy. Like, how do you, how do you say, you know what? Let's just make music. Like, how, how do you get paid? That? Like, we we went here in the news reports. Shots fired coming out of the east side of Atlanta. No, nah, I hope I hope it, we man, we we done lost a lot of rappers lately. Uh, I, I hope it don't go that way, man. Nah, I don't think it's gonna be like that. Benny the Butcher. I mean, it's, it's, damn, for real. Yeah, yeah. in the leg. Benny crazy. got shot. Mo three got killed. Like, we don't need no more violence with rappers. Right. Honestly, real, the biggest bro. thing that could come out of this is uh, if they do, you know, get through the whole thing, regardless of who wins or who loses. If they're in the same room, if they get through the whole the whole jump, I want to see them dab up like that. Benny. That would be. Love for the culture that would teach a lot of these young dudes coming up and show us something that we don't normally see because we've highlighted, especially T man. They, these dudes wanted to kill each other, bro. Like there was a real bounty, all that was real. This is all like y'all can go back and look it up. Um, like the beef was real, it was very real. So if they can squash it and get through this and do something positive for the culture and then show that type of love, that's exactly what the culture needs. Over, over or under, this, they're, they're, they're pushing this up. You know what I'm saying? They're selling us this confrontation when they got a, a song together. Doesn't Jeezy have an album coming on Friday? Yeah. I don't know, but... I'll take the over. I'll take the over. <laughs> Jeezy got a lot of stuff going on. He just, he just dropped a podcast, too, called The uh, Recession. Like shit. Oh, my God. This guy. Real clever. Real how, many clever. Song, how many songs do you think we'll hear off of... Uh, um, Thug Motivation 101 because everybody knows about 
10 songs, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he wants to get stuck playing his first album, but those are some of his best songs. Nah, he's gonna mix it up. He's gonna mix it up for sure. Man, he's fresh talking crazy. He got a real good catalog. We're gonna see though. It's gonna be one, it's gonna be one for the books for sure, for sure. But uh that pretty much brings us around to to the to the end of our of our show, fellas. Um, so as always, everybody tuning in. Um, go ahead and hit that follow button, man. If y'all listen to us on uh, um, YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You know what I'm saying? We on uh, all platforms, Lit Ass Sports, Twitter, um, Instagram, and then uh, what else we got, T? We, we got some other stuff they can download, right? Yeah, man. You can download the app. You know what I'm saying? Go to the Google Play Store. Uh, I got a droid, so don't hate me for that, but go to the Apple, wherever you download your Apple apps. I don't know what they call that, but get the app, man. Get the app. Go to the website. If you don't want to do that, go to the website. You know what I'm saying? We got great articles on the corner. You know what I'm saying? Learn something about football. Learn, learn something about sports, or just, just tap in and check out what we got. Um, Spotify playlist. I, I got something cooking. Don't, don't, I got something cooking for y'all, something real special. And, uh, I don't know what what else do we have? We got everything. What else do we have? Oh, hey, we about to be having draft dropping. Play that mock draft dropping in the morning, ten a.m. Mock draft dropping. Wait on it. Look, hey, look for gas to be heavy on the fleets. If you don't know what a fleet is, don't worry, you'll figure it out. I'm not Who's sure what that is. Either. I don't know what a fleet is, but I know I'm in somebody's fleet. Somebody added me, so hey, fleets <laughs> coming soon. I'm dropping yeah. some tonight. Stay tuned. Uh-oh. Hey, those those uh, NFL power rankings will be coming at you too. Uh, so definitely download the app. Do all that, man. Stay tuned in. Got a lot of stuff coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to do it like we always do. We're going to close it out the only way we know how to. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture.